Welcome to Imperfection in Training. I'm Priyanka. I'm Maddie. And we're just two 20-somethings somewhere out in the world asking, what is art? What is life? What is the, the universe? universe? Hey everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Imperfection in Training. Today we're going to be getting a little bit more existential, so I'm excited because yes. existentialism is my natural state of being. <laughs> I'm having a sinking feeling it's our entire generation's natural state of being, but um, here we are. Hooray! That nice sweet spot in between millennials and Gen Z, the existentialists. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you know what? Done. I relate to that so much more than I relate to being a Gen Zer for sure or a millennial. And all of all BuzzFeed keeps telling me I'm both, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. That's how we read more BuzzFeed articles, right? <laughs> Anyway, before we get into our exciting topic today, talking about whether the world is made up of no coincidences or complete chaos, um, we have a couple logistical things to share with you that we are pretty excited about. So we have decided that we are going to be creating seasons of imperfection in training. Um, Each season will be around like 13 to 15 episodes long roughly so probably like a like three month period um maybe a bit longer depending on like how things go and then we'll have like two months or so off just to kind of like give us a bit of a break allow us to reflect allow us to also like have a friendship outside of podcast recording <laughs> you know the, the same friendship that inspired this podcast in the first place exactly. that bad really good one <laughs> exactly um so our final episode for season one will be august 28th and then we will be returning like end of october sometime and we're going to be having one super special episode in the middle of that break um which will be kind of like a meta episode talking about the season yeah and talking about podcasting and kind of just reflecting on things and we're hella excited And we're going to be super active on Instagram in the meantime, so definitely go over there. You'll be notified when we do upload our special episode and also season two. And you'll kind of just get to spend more time with us as compared to just kind of talking with us and being a part of our conversation in a more passive way. I feel like we'll get to have a more active conversation with y'all as well, and we're really excited for that. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. And in the meantime, if you've been enjoying season one, we would really love it if you could head over to iTunes or wherever you listen and leave a rating or a review. It helps more people to find our episodes and also be able to hear our conversations. um, And it would really mean a lot to us. And also, if there's any specific conversations you've enjoyed and you have a friend who you think would also enjoy them, why don't you just pass it along? Sharing is caring. (laughs) and we know you care for your friends the way we care for you and each other exactly so on that cheesy note let's get going (laughs) so like Maddie said we're talking about no coincidences versus complete chaos um and uh this is exciting because Maddie and I as per usual are completely opposed (laughs) in our views anyway not so much in the way we do things, but the funny thing is that, okay, so here's here's what, here's how this came up in my memory the first time ever. I was sitting and ranting about something that had happened, and I, I knowing me and knowing college, it was probably because I thought someone was cute and they didn't think I was cute, they didn't think I was cute back, and I was going on about how there were signs from the universe and how things should have been going differently, and I was going on about something. 
Maddie's grinning at me, so this sounds somewhat maybe right. <laughs> well, because it sounds like a lot of conversations we've had. Exactly. So. It sounds like a lot of conversations <laughs> we've had, and sometimes I feel like I have, like, no actual memories of <laughs> college. So I'm just going to assume you're right. <laughs> it sounds feasible. Right? It sounds feasible to me, too. So I think, anyway, I don't know what the context is, but I was definitely ranting about having a sign from the universe and having this and having that and how how I thought I should do X action because the universe was clearly telling me to do so. And Maddie kind of looks at me and goes, that's not really a thing. There's only complete chaos. There are no coincidences. What are you talking about? I mean, sorry, there are, oh, there are only coincidences. I keep messing this up because the English messes me up for some reason. And I look at them and I go, what do you mean? There are no coincidences. Everything happens for a reason. Everything is planned. And thus began an argument, well, not an argument, a very healthy conversation that has lasted four years now. I feel like I remember this conversation as being much less dramatic. (laughs) Well, yes, but I'm a natural storyteller, so. I feel like I remember it more as being like, you were talking about how like, oh, there are absolutely no coincidences ever. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. I disagree very strongly. (laughs) Cool. Well, but but the thing is, I feel like when we disagree very strongly, it's usually a tad bit more dramatic than, oh, I disagree very strongly. It's usually like, I don't see the world that way, which is which is fair. There's like a little bit of an inflection, a little bit of a gasp. It's a, sure. My memory is dramatic. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this conversation is not the point. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, long story short. Priyanka sees the world as having no coincidences. Everything is a sign from the universe. Everything is meant to be. And I think that sounds like the most terrifying thing ever. And I prefer to believe that everything is complete chaos and there is no inherent meaning in anything other than the meaning that we create. So, yeah. (laughs) In my defense, Sherlock agrees with me. And I mean specifically Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock in season two and season three, episode two in um the sign of three you should go watch the episode if you want to know what i'm talking about (laughs) cool but but my (laughs) um my supposed um validation aside well no so the so what i mean when i say that there are no coincidences pretty straightforward i do actually mean i don't think there are any coincidences ever um however somehow i find that very liberating insofar as that i feel like I don't see that as a lack of free will. I don't see that as a lack of agency and personal agency in your life. However, I do think that um, I do think that there are. Let me put it this way: maybe my view has changed since the last time we had this conversation, Maddie. I really don't know. In all fairness, we haven't talked about this in a while, but um, but no. But I, at least as it stands now, I think that there are definitely milestones or moments in our life that are set and i think they're the people who come into our lives are always always come into our lives for a reason and have always been set and like you would like there are certain roles that they play and certain like functions that they have and not to make that sound super transactional and like robotic because you know me like that's not how i view people like i don't view them as like things to learn from or whatever like opportunities to learn from but um but i also think that people in your life are people who were always supposed to come into your life and things that happened to you were kind of almost sort of always going to happen in some ways um some things are just written 
but I think that the free will you free will you have is not so much in what happens to you, but in how you deal with what happens to you and what you do with it. Um, and like that's kind of how your where your choices lie and kind of where your agency lies. I mean that's and I mean and and you know like it's obviously not a view I impose on anybody. It's not. I don't think anyone else has to believe it too. It's just kind of how I've always viewed things. It's something my mom and I once said. It's like. I used to say everything that happens in life happens for the best. I don't quite know if I can honestly say that with as much certainty anymore, but I do think that anything that happens definitely happens for a reason. And net net in the long scheme of things, what you gain from it and what you lose from it, chances are you were always meant to gain those things and lose those things. And you were like, you can make the most of that situation or you cannot sort of thing, which kind of sounds, I don't know. I'm very worried. I'm sounding a bit blamey and weirdly weird about it but that's super not what I intend I don't think you're sounding blamey at all I think like okay I mean if I can like reflect back what I'm like getting from you it seems like things are like always supposed to happen the way they do and you can kind of decide like what you do with that but it's not even necessarily like your responsibility what happens because like it was always going to happen that way yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of how, that's definitely how I see it. And so, and I do think, I think, and it's interesting because I think a lot of my views on this play into my views on souls and the afterlife and this and that and the next thing. And all of those are conversations not to be had today because it's such a broad topic and it's so deep and we're going to stick with our limit for the <laughs> for this episode. But yeah, I think that's kind of how I see it because I feel like the, because I feel like there is a rhythm and I feel like there is a direction and I feel like there is some sort of energy that works a certain way that the universe emits whatever that power is um and I feel like given that all I believe that all creation comes and is part of that same energy and therefore we have to be in line with that energy and be able to interpret that and fall into it it's kind of where that comes from to explain that a little bit yeah I have a question and I'm aware that this question will probably come across as being like trying to like poke holes in what you're saying and that's absolutely not what I am meaning to do but I'm really I'm just like curious about like how you like respond to this so if everything is supposed to happen for a reason but you can decide like how you respond to things so let's say there's a situation that has happened and then you decide to like respond to it in a certain way or like you're thinking about it in a certain way leads you to take an action but that action was always going to happen, then what impact do your thoughts really have? So I think the thing is that I don't actually, and this maybe then makes it less, makes my like thought less credible. And that's possible. It's fine because maybe I need to put more thought into it. But the way I see it, it's like, I don't actually think, okay, let me put it this way. The, what impact do your thoughts have? So, well, that's a, that's a different question. <laughs> um, see, because I feel like maybe I'll go a little bit into what, how I actually view humans. No, that, ah, this is hard. How do I answer this? Give me a second to think. <laughs> um, okay, I'll, I'll phrase it like this. I think, I, think we, I believe in souls. I believe in the idea that we have souls inside, our, inside ourselves and, and that our souls, souls also have like certain sets and personalities and desires and things, right? And I think your soul 
it's sort of it's, it's quite if anyone here is interested in vedic philosophy at all i think that that can explain this a lot better than i am but also i wouldn't know where to direct like point you in the direction of finding this so i'll just explain it the way i understand it for myself um but the idea is that the idea is as i see it and i understand is that my soul whoever it is because <coughs> souls don't have genders <coughs> gender is a social construct um but <laughs> that soul decided to be born on this earth to learn x or y things right and it decided to have x or y experiences it decided to have um whatever it decided to have certain things mm, that soul can either succeed in what it wanted to learn or fail in what it wanted to learn um and i don't actually know what that soul is right i mean that's the whole point that's the whole idea of meditation and like working on your inner self to like get an access to that part of yourself that that inner part of yourself um so my thing is that um if something happens and things are meant to be i don't think things are meant to be with me as i see my in view my like my my conscious ego i think things are meant to happen because of that part of me that it chose to take choose to incarnate into this life and like do that like that's the part of me that's in line with things um so the thoughts the so the the thoughts and the choices and actions that i make the way they impact the situation as they either bring me one step closer to recognizing and reconciling with that other part of myself that that chose to be born or they take me one step further away that's kind of how i see it i don't know does that make sense i think it makes sense i'm not sure i like completely like understand on like a visceral level just because like just because it's so different from how I see things but I really appreciate you explaining that like I feel like I have like a greater understanding if still an incomplete understanding but I think that's also like I think that it's, it's like yeah and I think it's also like okay I think it's better to admit that you understand things incompletely than then yeah pretend like, you do and then not ask questions anymore yeah exactly exactly and I think also like I think that to some extent it's kind of impossible to understand someone else like 100% completely because like your own experiences and like thoughts and whatever are always going to be like clouding how you're interpreting anything that they're saying um so I feel like that's just like an important thing to put out I don't know especially in this kind of conversation where like we do have such different thoughts like such different beliefs about things um I think it's just important to just like put it out there I don't know I feel like especially like the way that people see the universe can be something that something that people get so really massive like, yeah and I don't know yeah. exactly why it is but people really do think like oh if you don't believe the same thing as me then like we can't like we're too incompatible and I mean don't get me wrong there's definitely like certain things that like would be too incompatible but like that doesn't mean we can't like try to understand each other I don't know but then it's also weird because I feel like this like rhetoric of like we should just try and understand each other is always touted by like super like right-wing people as being like oh the left is so like divisive and like don't listen to anything we have to say so I don't want to be like echoing that same rhetoric but also like we should listen to I each mean, other. It, it doesn't mean we can't disagree with each other. <laughs> in all fairness, I've heard a lot of very, very liberal people say exactly the same thing. I think it's just uh, like if you're on either extreme end, you tend to say that about the other side. But I mean, and, but I do agree with you. I think that like for some reason, people's ideas of what happens after death and understanding of all of those things 
tends to be so divisive and I find it a bit ridiculous because like Maddie and I've talked about this before and my answer has always been the same it's like once you're dead you're dead whether we like it or not we're all going to the same place I don't think it matters so much who's right right now and as long as you can come to the situation with an attitude of wanting genuinely wanting to learn and wanting to know and wanting to work on that then and wanting to understand and and by understand that doesn't mean like flatten out your differences and pretend you're more similar than you are it means celebrate how you're different and acknowledge that everyone's way of understanding and viewing the this their ideas and the world and the universe and god and whatnot are all valid we're set that's all you really need because sorry to i don't know sorry to break it to y'all if you have a problem with this but yeah dead ass once we're dead we're all going to the same place so i don't understand yeah and also like no one's gonna get a prize if they're right well actually that's not true because a lot of people do believe that if they're right they're going to the like you know, the good place that everyone who's wrong goes to the bad place. <laughs> the bad place? You can tell we've been watching the good place. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't know. No, but but yeah, I mean, or when I say it, or maybe perhaps not, I don't know. So I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say everyone's going to the same place, but the same kinds of processes affect all of us. Let me put it that way. I think there are prices and consequences for actions and whatnot, but whatever, that's it. All, again, different days for different conversations. Yeah, but, but I Maddie, do think... talk to us about... Mm-hmm, no, sorry, you go ahead. I was, I was just going to say you should talk to us about your views on this because we don't yet know what you think. Well, they don't yet know what you think. Yeah, well, so I feel like um, this actually like ties in exactly to what I was going to say. Um, yeah, and so I think that like the reason why it's kind of good to like have this like um, like meta conversation about this conversation is because I do feel like it's kind of difficult to talk about this idea of like coincidence versus chaos without having some understanding of what you believe about like god slash gods like the universe like things like that more like metaphysical things um because I feel like it really does tie into things so like I don't believe in any I mean I definitely don't believe in any kind of like god in the traditional sense I think that there are things about the universe that we don't understand, but I don't think I would really classify that as anything like divine. And I feel like because of that, I believe that like things that happen are like, it's just chaos, not in like a, oh my God, everything is so chaotic, but in that there is no like predestined meaning for anything or no like predetermined path that everything is going to go down. Because like when I think about it, I'm like, it is so like ridiculously unlikely that we would get to like this precise point with all of these exact people living on the earth thinking these exact things that they're thinking in this moment it is so unlikely like when you think about all of the potential things that could exist like this one thing is so unlikely I don't think there's any way that like someone like that that could have been predestined and all of the parts could have gone in the exact right way to get us to this specific point and keep going in the exact right way forever and ever and ever especially because I don't think that there's anyone like calling the shots you know there's no like for me personally um there's no like big metaphysical force or energy or god or whatever terminology resonates um like calling the shots of like this is going to happen and then that's going to happen and so to me the idea that there's like an order for things doesn't make sense because I'm like but who's creating the order like who's deciding it who decides what happens and I also I feel like 
I mean, I also think that, like, a lot of the times the beliefs that we have about the universe is really just, like, what we tell ourselves to make ourselves feel better and, like, you know, what we tell ourselves to, like, comfort ourselves about, like, death in particular. And I don't know, maybe it's a cynical way of looking at things, but I feel like, to me, I think that a lot of, like, what we think about death comes from a place of, like, not wanting to have to confront the, like, finality of life ending. So, like, I'm aware that this is also, like, a like viewpoint that makes me feel more comfortable because I'm like oh well things don't like we have agency to decide what will happen we're not just like someone else's puppets like doing these things and like everything is predetermined there's no coincidences there's no chance everything is like determined by fate the whole idea of fate I don't know I just I think it's so personally I find it so demoralizing to think that like nothing I do has any meaning because everything that's going to happen is just going to happen anyway and like everything that has happened was supposed to happen like I didn't have any part in that like there were no other choices that could have been made and I think like if I think about one tiny decision and all of the other things that kind of that that can affect but then also all of the other decisions that has to interact with it just seems so unlikely that every single one of those could be orchestrated in a way to like bring about the things that are supposed to happen and I know that very unlikely things happen so like I'm very aware that I can be wrong but personally I think that there is no like inherent meaning especially because like if you think about something any event is just an event like it has no meaning until like we think about it right like for example like if you think about something that okay for example if we think about death like I think as a society we think of death as something like inherently sad right but like people die all the time and we don't have any feelings about it because we're not thinking about it it's only like we only have a feeling about it we only make it something sad when we start having thoughts about it right like and it's not that we wouldn't have those thoughts and I think also I mean personally like I would always choose to have those thoughts I would always choose to think that death is something sad and like but I mean, not there can't be, like, more room for nuance, but, you know, like, in a very reductive way, I think the actual, like, thing itself doesn't have any inherent meaning. It just has the meaning that we give it. Well, but, see, death I find hard because death is one of those things that, like... See, because someone's... I mean, well, death, death is something that happens to the people around the person who died. Right, but that's what I mean, like, it being sad only exists to those people who are having thoughts about it, right? Like, if someone who I've never met, I never will meet, I never, like, even know that they have existed, like, there are people who are, I'm sure, literally dying right now that I have no concept of. Like, if I think about that more, I will start to feel sad about it. But as a general thing, I don't go around feeling sad about it all the time. It's only, like, when I start thinking about that, like, when I think about, like, the like very imminent prospect of my grandfather dying like when I think about that I feel like really sad because I know how awful it will feel to miss him but I also know to someone who's never met him someone who doesn't even know of his existence like why would they feel sad about it and if it's inherently sad then surely everyone would have the same feeling about it because it's inherent right but I don't think it's inherently sad but that's what I'm saying like that's what I'm just giving the example of like as a society, we think of death as something inherently sad. And I'm just trying to like explain why I don't think that is. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I got that. Uh, what I was confused of, and I think this was because my internet cut out a little bit in between, was um, what that was, how that connected to what you were saying before. I oh, think I might have missed that. Right. In terms of like things don't have inherent meaning, they only have the meaning that we give them. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, a couple of things there. I think for me, as I see it, like, I actually, for the record, completely agree with you about your examples and for what you said and all of that. However, things not having an inherent meaning do don't mean they don't have inherent consequences is so one part of it, right? And then you derive meaning, you can derive meaning from those consequences, you cannot, like both of those things are possible. You could choose to think about it in a certain way or you cannot. The other thing is that I am, one of the things I've been thinking about lately is, um, which <laughs> probably goes against your five tenants, like your five um, tendencies and like your fiveness for lack of any other word, a lot is that I don't think you need to understand something for it to have an effect or for it to be like a certain way. Like, I mean, in the sense of, I don't think you don't, I don't think you disagree with that, but like in the sense of, I think, so for example, let me put it this way. There are times that I know how I'm feeling, but I cannot understand why I'm feeling that way. I cannot understand what I'm feeling or I cannot understand how I'm feeling, but I know what I'm feeling, right? So I feel like that difference between those two things, um, but how I'm feeling does have an effect on me. Does that make sense? So like, or for example, like, and just like to continue with the death thing, since that's just interesting to me and like, you know, this, I've a lot of recent, I've just, I had a family member who passed away a few years ago, who I was very close to. Um, and so, and I've noticed my reaction to, and so, and so the, the other thing is like, it is entirely possible that a lot of the things I've started realizing have been ways to cope with that death, for sure. But I also, but there's a lot of things that have happened that for me fall into that, that same, um, that same like concept of knowing but not understanding. Like I know some things to be true about my relationship with this person post-death, um, but not, um, but I don't understand what they are and I don't understand why they're happening. I don't understand how they're happening, but they still exist and they still have impacts and still have consequences. And, but consequences is not necessarily the right word, like impacts and consequences maybe, like both positive and negative, not necessarily one or the other. Um, but the other interesting thing is I was thinking about this as you were talking and this is slightly, um, this is a slight tangent I think from the topic, but I think it is a little related, is as you were saying, you know, death doesn't have an inherent meaning and people have um, the meaning we construct about it, right? And like as a society we say death is sad. I don't know that people have any actual thoughts about death. I think they have a lot of thoughts about, and society, as a society, I think we have a lot of thoughts about how death makes us feel. I think we have a lot of thoughts about what we're afraid of relating to it, but I don't know that anyone has, unless you're someone who's super enlightened, um, enlightened from my worldview, that is like assuming that you have all of those things and you've meditated and all of that. So just like, I don't know what that equivalent would be from your perspective, so I just can't say, but I, I'm sure there is some form of something that is like, this is coming across weird, but you know what I mean? Like like assuming you're like enlightened enough to understand what death is and what it like what that means then you could have something about it but if you don't understand it at all or if you don't know what you're seeing all you can know is the impact it has like you know like a black hole how it's not actually there but you can see how it makes the light bend like that of course that's now redundant because we have an image of a black hole um because of that incredible woman at mit um but it's like 
it's the same thing with death. I feel like you, like it's even thinking about when this family member of mine passed away. There was so much fear coming up to it because I was so afraid of the anticipation of how I would feel um, at missing them and at their death. And then post death, there's so much anger I feel at missing them and at all that. But there's but with regards to their actual death, I actually have no feeling about it at all. None. I don't. It actually. I'm, I'm actually happy that this person wasn't suffering anymore and that they moved on and that um, and I also am able to understand that in some ways they have more agency to help in the way they wanted to while they were alive than um, they did when they were alive because while being alive they were limited by a physical body etc etc um, and so it's interesting because what a lot of people call feelings about death I think our feelings are our feelings about what death may or may not be and what how death makes them feel not necessarily about what death is itself because i don't know that anyone actually knows what death is which is also really interesting right because i wonder because that idea of not actually knowing and that lack of understanding i think totally ties into the same conversation of how much that fear of not understanding the universe and doing this and doing that kind of lends us to either um attach ourselves so strongly to an idea of it um, and then become fanatical and maniacal and like kind of send everyone else who's not believing the same thing as you to the bad place and you go to the good place for it or whatever if you're if you're going down that path or um, as you were talking I realized that I had never questioned what it was we were actually having that thought about and that same thought that can give us such a sense of identity of this is what I think and this is what I feel and this is how I'm giving this meaning like might not actually be like it we not we may not be actually thinking and having thoughts and emotions about the thing we're thinking about um we may not be asking the right questions we may not be doing that and not just right questions for us not for like a higher power or like a higher purpose or whatever and so and so in the sense of like perhaps sometimes we put too much value in understanding something instead of just knowing something mm-hmm. yeah i think that like in a way we have very similar thoughts and in a way we have very different thoughts because I also like I don't think that you need to understand things I don't think like I I but I also sometimes I don't think there's anything to understand like I think that it seems like from the way you're speaking something like a circumstance that happens such as death does have an inherent meaning but you need to have a certain level of like enlightenment to be able to understand that whereas I think that it doesn't have any meaning. It is just a neutral event. It is just a thing that happens. It's interesting because I actually think it's both. Interesting. But I don't quite know how to explain that. That's super that I do think it is. I do think it is absolutely just a thing that happens and it happens to everybody and there's nothing so, you know, like there's no celebration about, not celebration or like whatever. There's no it. like judgment. It's um, not like a good or a bad yeah. thing. It's just a thing. Yeah, yeah. It just is. It just is. Because that's another thing I like that I absolutely live my life by. Like it is what it is. It just is. But I also think that like both of those things somehow coexist in my brain. Um, Interesting. Which is weird because maybe, I don't know. Well, I think that like yeah. something that I think is just super interesting how like different people can hold different contradictions in their head. For me, I know there are some things that I believe that I'm sure are like totally contradictory and yet I feel very at peace with them both existing. 
But then like when I hear you talk about this, like that isn't a contradiction that can live inside my head. But it's so interesting because it is a contradiction that can live inside your head. And I just think it's like really fascinating how like, like we're just, we're able to hold different things and like see things in different ways. I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm also having one of those moments where I'm just really appreciative that neither of us are coming at this with an agenda of like, I have to make Maddie believe what I believe by the end of this conversation. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think that that's going to happen. And also, like, I don't know. I feel like I don't, honestly, I feel like I don't learn anything from those types of conversations. Whether I'm the one being pushy or whether I'm the one being pushed, like, it doesn't matter. Either way, like, you don't learn anything. And you don't, and then it means, like, if you're the one being pushy and the other person isn't learning anything, then, like, well, this whole agenda that you have is silly because it's not even being accomplished so like just take a step back and like chill wait I saw this we might need to cut this out depending on how we feel but I saw this thing actually I see it every so often it's like a tumblr post whatever and it's like alternatives to like saying like calm your tits and I saw one that was hakuna your tatas and it's just my favorite thing ever (laughs) can we say that to each other all the time (laughs) right I love it (laughs) Oh my god, that's amazing. Oh my god. Yeah, um, but um, I was gonna say a thing. The other thing is like, when you're being pushy and pushing your own agenda, you block yourself off from actually learning anything from the situation either. Like, not only does the other person not get to make, like, take the full opportunity to view that situation as a learning, like, like as come from a, come from it, come to it as a place of learning. Well, you can't control someone else's actions, so maybe they can do it, and good for them. But typically, you sort of raise someone's defenses if you're constantly trying to push an agenda on them. And you're definitely blocking your own ability to actually learn something new and see if maybe you can be challenged. Because the other interesting thing I find that when we talk about faith and spirituality and religion and these kinds of ideas of like, what is the universe like is people don't like being pushed about it. People don't like, and I don't mean being pushed as in being pushed to convert or change or convert their ideas. But people don't like being questioned. Yeah. And you know what's so weird is like, I don't know. I always grew up questioning everything and I was always told to question everything. And like I was raised as like the idea that the culture that I come from, well, it, India obviously has a complicated history, but the essence of it is like question everything so you understand it better. There, like, hit, like there's a lot of um, traditions of debate in India that are so incredible where you have to, it's, I think it's called Purva Paksha and you basically have to completely become your opponent and understand your opponent's side 100% before you can actually go and debate your own side. Um, and there are way, things that negate the conversations, like cheap shots at people will negate conversations, like moving, being tangential and talking about something that has nothing to do with your argument negates your, like, ne- negates your debate point, so to speak, and like the referee or the person who's judging the debate would tell. But that's the whole idea is that you have to understand it, understand it precisely, understand it succinctly, know, understand it so that any possibility of, hey, you're wrong for this reason should have already occurred to you and you should be able to argue so well and be so confident in your stance or know all its weaknesses so you can argue around or whatever, do whatever you need to do because you need to understand, like you need to have that much knowledge, you know, and that that was such a high, knowledge is such a high um, um aspiration and I think it's the same thing it's like I find it ridiculous when people don't want to be asked questions when they don't want if you say well how does this make sense because of so-and-so reason like I that's what I really appreciate about us too is like we're willing to ask each other those questions 
and more importantly we're willing to answer them yeah because i also feel like if you're not willing to hold your own beliefs up to like some level of scrutiny you probably don't actually have that much faith in them because if you did you would be able to question them right like if you're so scared of someone else being able to poke a hole in what you believe then like it can't be made of very strong stuff and like it's also like like and i'm not saying that that means you need to have like evidential proof for everything because like i think that i don't know we'll get into this actually in a episode we have a couple weeks from now about like science and i'm sure we'll get into this then but like what we think of as proof is also not like neutral like that's also like socially determined and it's complicated um but i think it's also okay to be like well i'm aware this could be wrong and i believe it anyway and like that like is just as much of a reason as like well because x and y and z you know like so when i say like you know you need to be able to like hold on to your reasons like i'm not saying that you need to i'm not trying to like gatekeep what those reasons should be it's more like i think if you're not willing to be i also feel like being questioned like i know for me like something i really like about these conversations is like because you really question me and you really push me it helps me to get a greater understanding of what i believe and helps me find like continued layers of like nuance in it that i wasn't aware of before because if you never question something you're never like uncovering more about it and i think that's really great and i think that it also like yes sometimes it means that i have to have like really difficult conversations with myself about like oh wait maybe this doesn't make sense and maybe but like so what you know like if that's a good thing like if i think also i think part of it is like if we tie so much of our identity into like what we believe especially in terms of like what well, i believe this and it's different from those people who believe that then like it just i don't think it says that much about you as a person you know like, take me and Priyanka, for example, we have really different views about, like, the universe and, like, a lot of different things. However, like, we have the utmost respect for each other as people because we know that that doesn't necessarily, like, define the other in a way that, like, is, it's not like a, like, yes, it might be, like, it might define you in terms of, like, it's a really strong belief you hold, but it doesn't define whether, define whether you're good or bad, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, like, outside of having that faith in your belief and all of that, I think it's so important because firstly, it might give you a new avenue to think about this. It might give you a new avenue to consider something that you wouldn't have thought of before because your belief system doesn't necessarily open itself up to that way of thinking, which is fine. That's why you have people in your life to question it. But also more importantly, I think that there have definitely been times where Maddie's asked me a question and I've thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And then in that moment, I couldn't come up with an answer. And so I've looked at them and said, hey, you know what? I can't tell you why I believe this. All I know is I know it to be true for me. I'm not quite sure if that's because I'm, it's a coping mechanism or because I know it in my heart. And, so, and then there are things that I've gone back and said, hey, you know what I thought about? It. I think that was just a coping mechanism. And then there are things that I've gone back and said, no, I know that to be true. And this is, these are the reasons I know that to be true. But if you ask me why, I really couldn't tell you. And, we, and sometimes that reason we, could just be a feeling. Yeah, precisely. And that draws back to the thing, same thing of both of us understanding that you don't have to understand everything and you can't possibly actually understand everything. There's too much knowledge in the universe. What we think of as understanding, I feel like is really limited. Like understanding something can mean like, well, I feel that as like, like I was thinking about this the other day because I like had this situation at work and I didn't handle something really well. And I was like feeling really stressed about it. And I was like, okay. And I had been listening to this podcast and something that, um, like this person was talking about was like 
okay, just allow yourself to like consciously feel something. And so I was literally just like lying in my bed and feeling like, and I was like, oh, I feel this like right, like below like the center of my neck. There's like a little like a like bubbling vibration sensation there. And like, that's what I feel. I didn't gain any like understanding about the situation, but I understood it because I knew how I was feeling. And I actually like sat with that feeling. And I think that that's just as like valid a point of understanding as knowing like, well, these are the three contributing factors and these are the three most likely consequences. Like it's not a like freaking GCSE exam paper, you know? <laughs> and also I think it's so important, like once like, Look, I absolutely 100% believe in science. And the reason I need to preface this is because I know people who the minute I say stuff like this, they're like, oh my God, you're one of those people who don't believe in science. No, I absolutely believe in science. I think science it makes sense. However, I think science pretending that is the only answer and solution to everything and that it knows everything is false. Can we establish that the same people who are so into their science 300 years ago, while most of the world was aware that the that the universe uh, that the earth was round and existed in a solar system thought that the earth was flat the same people who call science today the only solution to anything so can we have some humility and ex like understand that first of all what exactly what maddie said what we call understanding may not be understanding at all second it might be understanding third it might be both understanding and not understanding at the same time because we may not be opening certain kinds of understanding or fourth, it could just be not relevant in any way, shape, or form when we think we've understood something. There's so many different ways to think about this. It's not just a binary black or white thing. And that's so, like, you can't, you have, I don't know. I think, I mean, and we should definitely, I think this is, like, a good way to wrap up because, like, it's about time. But I think in conversations like this and thinking about the universe, and, and really, I think in an approach to how you live your life, um, and how I live mine and how I've been taught to live mine by some of the most incredible people I know, Maddie included. Um, you have to be open to, to, to just complexity and nuance. You can't, if you're looking for an easy, simple answer. And the interesting thing is that there's so much simple, simpleness, simplicity, that's what the word is. There's so much simplicity in complexity. But there's also, but that's because you have to embrace that complexity for what it is. You can't want it to be different. Um, and I, I don't know, I think, I think the faster we do that, the faster we accept the complexity and differences and nuances, it's so much more simple to just, ex just be understanding of one another. And I feel like in the world that we live in, that's constantly telling us that our differences are, um, not negotiable and not, I don't know, like you can't get over them. And, and that makes, and, and a world so divided and like political leaders constantly harping on that. You can't, you can't keep doing that. It's not feasible. It's not how humans are meant to evolve. Anyway, on that note, um, TLDL, which I'm very pleased with, um, for anyone who is usually as much of a duck as I am usually, um, too long did not listen <laughs> instead of TLDR. Okay, I'm done. Um, <laughs> we are, we are, why am I such a geek? We are releasing, we're going to start where we've decided and taken a call to release imperfection training in seasons. We're going to be wrapping up season one on August 28th and season two will be out somewhere late October, beginning November, where our seasons are probably going to be about three months on, three months off sort of thing. Um, we're still going to be super active on Instagram and the times we're off because we still want to hear from you and hang out with you and get a chance to get to know you in a different way because there's more than one way to get to know people. Priyanka's stopping an ass. Um, and 
yeah i think and we're really excited for it and obviously stay tuned to our instagram to know more and hear from us more in various ways uh please go to itunes and rate us if you like our episodes or even leave a comment if you want us to know something we'd love to hear from you definitely hop on over to our instagram at imperfection and training to also talk to us and keep in touch with us over the next few months on that note we should hang up because i am sweating so much and i need to stop recording so i can turn my fan back on because Europe is not equipped to deal with this kind of heat and I am a weakling. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, We have two more episodes left in this season and we can't wait to share them with you. Peace out, y'all. Much love. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Imperfection in Training. We'll check in again next week, same time, same place. Until next time.